1: We're gonna need longer commercials. We're back, folks at home. Folks at home, we're back. I'm the only one back.
0: Sorry, I should I should have let it with that burp. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, Folks at home. Folks at home. Welcome back to Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. I know we are. Uh, Been a great first segment, Pete. uh, Talking Lake Champlain. uh, Talking Bass University. Bashu uh, TV, getting some work done there, and of course, Federation, getting a great conversation with Keith about uh, you know qualifying for the nationals, uh, how important club fishing was. Some mm. that was a that was a good segment. Brian Carpenter, give me a one to ten, with ten being the best. Yes. How, how was that segment? Yes. Ha, ha, ha. I felt like it was a strong one. Oh, it was good. I I enjoyed it. That's the way I want to end this in this studio. I want to end with a good show.
1: Yeah. All
0: across the board. I yeah. want to end with a good show. Um. I do want to uh, let me introduce. We did just a little shift on the couch, and uh, little little musical chairs. And uh, Miss Rebecca has joined us on the couch tonight. Beck, how you doing? Excellent, thank Man, you. Man, it's good to have you on the show. Who are you wearing tonight?
2: Um,
3: I'm wearing. Um, oh, I got my my LSU tiger shirt on.
0: LSU shirt on? Yeah. That's very good. And my Jim Jam jabronis. And Jim Jam jabronis. Um. We had mentioned earlier that this is the last show in this studio for Ike Live. Well, that's
3: why I had to show up, because I, I was here at the beginning.
0: You were here at the beginning. I know
3: Eric tried very hard to act like I didn't exist. and right. part of Right. Did show, he try but...
0: writing you off of the <laughs> Ike Live script? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: he tried but to make pretend you were never here? Yeah.
3: I, I've, yeah. I've been here for a while. You
0: were here since the very beginning. Yeah. Um, you wh- used to always be on the show. Yeah.
3: I was always on the
4: show. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that.
0: I do too. I, I boy, like having you on the show because I think it's important to have a woman's point of view. And your you know? your point of view is always a good one. Yeah.
3: I usually show up after the kids go to bed now. Mm hmm. I think I'm on most shows, yeah. aren't I? Yes, <laughs> don't
5: you're a very opinionated yeah. woman. You don't have the baby monitor anymore.
3: No, old I enough. figure they'll come down and get me now. <laughs>
5: I was always terrified to have one, because every ghost movie has a ghost face on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would always feel like I'm going to look at it, and it's going to be something like ghoul, you know? hang yeah. on yeah. the baby monitor? Just, yeah, doing something yeah. Yeah. There. It, yeah. Dave, aren't you the one that
3: doesn't like old mirrors, because yes. no. ghosts live in them?
5: What's the, listen, negative things live in old mirrors, that's all I'm going to uh, say. Yeah. That <laughs> might be true. Old, a, a mirror, think of how magical a mirror is. <laughs> think about magical? that. Did you make a friggin' mirror right now? None of you could. I so. could not. <laughs> <laughs> I could not. Hold on. There, there's this Pete, thing. could you make a mirror right now? <laughs> <laughs> there's this thing we have that shows us exactly every single, every single essence of us. And you can, I, I believe, yeah. that you can trap energy in a mirror.
0: I've, wow. heard, I've heard that before. I mean, you're not the first one to say that. I've heard that, I've read that. I've seen it on TV. Like uh, they get TV. stuck
5: in the mirror? Not just, just like naked. Oh,
3: man, it's or it's a, like a, it's an like easy a, place for them to like live and be able to. I
5: don't know because it, it's such a magical device that I really can't fully explain it. What I, what I, what I, I can't articulate what, what, what I think about a mirror. But what I, what I, what I think is that any old mirror. Never buy a mirror at a yard sale or anything like that. You don't know oh. what kind of evil or negative shit was done in front of that mirror. That oh. energy all goes somewhere. Yeah. You know, you burp. You exhale stinky breath, right? That that's gone somewhere. Your yeah. negative energy goes somewhere,
0: man. Yeah. Sucked know. into the mirror. I, I just don't know. your exhale stuff.
3: I'm I'm weird though. <laughs> like I don't I don't like other people's stuff because like i have like memories and i'm kind of with dave but a little less weird on the mirror thing yeah. Yeah. the magicalness of it
5: but <laughs> mysticism Come like, on, man.
3: but fine. other people's stuff like like jewelry and you know what i mean like yeah, like if they owned like it, it there was You're right. like it yeah. was theirs it was owned by yeah. someone like their their memories and their like yeah there's there's
5: like my son has a bayonet one of our bayonets from world war 1 and he has a british bayonet from world war 1 I. I almost I don't even let him put him up on the house. Were you in World War One, Dave? No, no, Rich. I'm talking about he's got
4: bayonets. Oh, okay. Pete was. <laughs> well, Pete was an advisor. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we called it the Great War. An advisor, yeah. <laughs> no, like, like he was a mediator. Like he was
5: saying, I don't even want, I don't even want them. Like who, who was at the end of that thing? Like who was at the, yeah. was on the bad side of that thing? I don't even yeah. want that in the house. Man. Yeah. I don't even let him put them up.
0: Yeah. yeah. So mirrors are bad. Uh, uh, baby monitors are bad. Uh, a lot of spirits come through. In fact. We don't have the regular baby monitor anymore, but with technology now, of course, you can do everything through an app. So we still have the monitor, and um, I right now, as I'm doing this, I'm going to go on to ours, and now here's live Stella in Vegas, Pete, as you can see, and I'm going to turn up the volume on this one, and let's see if Brian's ghost <laughs> might come through on here right now. So I'm going to turn it up. Let's just see if we can get Brian's ghost to come through. Okay. All right. It's up. Go ahead. Go. Is that the strip cam from cheerleaders? Oh, my God. It's actually, I hear spirit through our baby monitor. Beck, wait a minute. He's coming through again. Stand by. I'm going to go outside with Keith. He's are burning the herb. <laughs> oh, Beck, I think we've got to shut these things down. This is crazy. I've got to turn that off. I Why do no... we have to
3: do Brian's Ghost when I'm here? It's my <laughs> favorite, uh, favorite character.
0: We haven't done it in months.
3: You have, like, all this time. i thinking the same
0: thing. I tried doing Hudley Crockett earlier. Dave couldn't find Hudley. Hudley's yeah. gone. Where's your little voice there? We need
5: Hudley back. I don't even back. have it. I am not having no downloads. You've oh, got to have Hudley back, man. So I can man. figure
0: that out.
3: I actually like that one.
0: Brian's ghost or Hudley? Brian's Huddly. ghost. Oh, you like? Huddly. I hate Brian's ghost. <laughs> I love Brian's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Brian uh, hates it too. So getting back, getting back, back, getting back to this, I yeah, did want to. Yeah. ask, So we here were it. all reminiscing about the old studio. It's been an awesome ride here. A lot of, lot of good memories. Give us your feelings, your honest feelings about <laughs> Ike Live leaving the studio yeah. and entering the new studio. Honest feelings, and they could be give us I, I have,
3: I have very mixed feelings about okay. it because right now. As much as I love you all and yet I'm ready to get rid of you from my home. Thank you for um, you <laughs> I it's it's gonna be a little bit more difficult because right now like I know the kids are like in the same building as me, they're asleep, yeah. I can yeah. like come down here comfortably, like now I'm gonna have to leave here. Yeah. It's so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little weirder for me to yeah. come and go as easily.
5: Right. Yeah, because yeah, on, early on, there were some, some suspect people getting drugged through your house. Oh, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Pete, Pete,
2: he brings the worst of them. <laughs> oh, my God. The one who's in jail
5: now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't wow. say I was going to say the crime, but dang. I didn't say the uh, crime. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Snail no, burn. And,
3: and so, Pete wants to bring someone to your house and you don't know them. Just don't, don't let them.
4: Comic, music, music. Wow. Hey. I do I do hang around with some unusual people, but you guys, you got you got to count yourselves in that category.
2: <laughs> hey, 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 okay, okay. Zach
4: Island.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god! Uh, so mixed emotions about
3: it. Mixed, mixed, but uh, it'll be good. I th- I'm excited. The space is amazing. I think it'll be really cool.
0: All right. Uh want to let everybody know, again, I mentioned it earlier, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask you to chime in on the IMs right now on this. What in the studio would you like to see come over to the new studio? What in the old studio would you like to see come over? Uh, and what what do you want to stay, uh, or what do you want us to throw away? Uh, Beck, anything looking around here in the studio that you see that you say, man, this has to come into the new space.
3: Mark Jeffries' picture.
0: Mark Jeffries.
3: I know Brian. Yeah. Why is that so, so popular? I
5: don't understand why Mark that's Jeffers. so all the cool. Because it's in so here.
3: hilarious that it looks so much like Mark Jeffries. I think it
5: does. I never thought it did. Who is that, Houdini? But That hair is awesome. It's Mark Jeffries. It's
3: Mark Jeffries.
5: Mark like Jeffries. I would love to know how he got his hair like that. I wonder if his spirit's trapped in that painting. I would, Nobody have, I, I would it, never have way. brought that, that you put, in. You're right.
3: But wait, where did it come from?
5: Well you guys are doing pretty well, so whatever's in there, some good juju. I don't know. I would have got the one from
3: There's really There it goes. a Carpenter.
0: Mark Jeffries, everybody. So
5: More! for Let's nice Talk Live. No one no one knows who that dude is and Mike just bought the thing at like a yard sale Somebody's He's <laughs> like great great grandfather <laughs> who was probably a well off guy. He's got the the, the tie necklace on. Holy shit, dude! The paper just peeled back. Yep. There's a million dollars in that. There. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a Ouija board a, behind the, that yeah. thing, is what there is. There's, there's a
4: Picasso back there's there. There's an original
5: wow. Ouija board.
3: Wow. All right, but let's be honest. That's probably the only thing in this entire studio that's going to match the new
5: space.
0: Match. I disagree. I disagree. Ooh. I think I think the, some of the I have think the hundred weight hundred pound belts have to come over. Brian
5: Gollum has to come.
0: I think uh, some of the trophies have to come over. Uh, I also believe that the mounts should come over. We have some mounts, fishing yes, mounts. Yes, the
5: knife and the football have got to come.
0: Yeah, Mark's gotta, that, come yeah Mark might come over. Maybe the big lure, the old fishing rod. I see a couple things here and there. Uh,
6: the AOI <laughs> trophy. She
0: <laughs> suspects Just quiet. She doesn't want to. Say anything. Oh it's, yeah, the door knocker. The, yeah, this
5: super rad door oh, knocker. Oh yeah, the has, brass door knocker has yeah. to come over.
0: I
3: actually think that we found its its match when we were in Spain.
5: That's bad. Do you remember oh, that door? Oh, there was yeah. like one, and one was That's missing, right. and one I'm like, someone missing. stole it. Yeah. Apparently, we stole it. That was right. All right. What's it look like, Dave? Oh, dude, I just showed everybody. Yeah. Before you yell at me.
0: Brass door knocker. All right, let's uh, let's use that as a segue. Beck, uh, oh, I would like I to like uh, would like to talk about. Uh, uh, Spain and Paris. Oh, yeah. putting Kyle on hold? Oh, it's up to you. Yeah. Is All that okay? Right, well, I'll text them. Okay, yeah. G- l- give us just a little bit. Okay. Um, don't, big don't, trip. Don't mind the notes. Big trip. Uh, <laughs>
3: I thought he was in the first segment. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, big trip happened last week. Yeah. We were in Paris for five days. Mm-hmm. Spain for four days.
3: No, I... I think that was 5-2. Five,
0: five. Five and five. Uh, thoughts on the trip? What do you think?
3: It was an awesome trip. Awesome trip. Yeah. For so many different reasons. Do you, like, What part are we trying to oh, discuss I don't know. here? I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There, okay, goes, so, there goes our perfect show.
3: <laughs> so, all right. So, let's preface this. So, Mike was invited to the Euro Cup in Spain. So, um, it came right at the same time that his European rods were released. So he's got his Ike series rods. They came out with an entire series that made sense uh, for Europe. So a lot of different species. So like for your Xander and your carp and all that. So a lot of different actions than what you would typically see in the U.S. nor what the U.S. needs. So they won some awards, which is...
0: They won the um, Aftec. Aftec. Am I saying that right? I
3: thought it was like the F-E. Whatever. So it's basically ICAST version, but in Europe. And they won the the best in show for the rods. Dang. So we were heading over for the Euro Cup in Spain. Pure Fishing's Abu Garcia team brought us over. Um, one, to help with the release of the rods over there. And two, for Mike to fish. Nice. They partnered him with one of their anglers who was Bastion out of France. And there were two other guys, um, French guys, on the Abu team. So there were two teams that Abu Garcia put together for this. So we decided on the front end of the trip to put Paris. um, And it was just five days of, like, just fun. I mean, we hiked around the city. We saw everything you'd possibly want to see. The kids were in heaven. Stella's been obsessed with Paris for a year and a half for no good reason. Really? Yeah. So she That's saw surprising. that Eiffel Tower and I think she peed her pants. Yeah. <laughs> like it was it's cool. It was awesome. Huh. She was so yeah. excited. Um, and then, of course, when once you're in Europe, like, okay, so how much does it cost just to fly from state to state in the U.S.? It's like $300. Just off the giddy. You know what I mean? Unless right. you get some like budget airline. Um, once you're in Europe, it's like $70 to like fly to another country. Like, yeah. it's
2: so really inexpensive cheap. and affordable. Super cheap, yeah.
3: So, we did the five days. We saw, you know, the Eiffel Tower. We saw um, sacre Coeur, the Arc de Triomphe, and um, what was left of Notre Dame. The Louvre. The Louvre.
4: The Louvre. Are, are they building Notre Dame now? Yeah, yeah. So they're right, working on it. They're working yeah. on it.
3: So, right now, what you see is, I think so much was compromised from the fires, like all those buttresses, they're building scaffolding up underneath it, I think, to try to support Mm -hmm. it. So they're not, I mean, who knows what they're doing inside, but on the exterior, I think they're just trying to support it so there's no more damage. Because structurally, I think it's it's very, very damaged.
0: Yeah, sure. Dude, it it was, Paris was an amazing city, dude. I mean, the history... The food. First time you guys have ever been? First in? time I've been. Becky's been a few times.
3: Yeah, it was like my fourth or fifth time, and I've never gotten in the Louvre because they're always on strike.
4: The Frenchies love to strike. Yeah, No kidding. Yeah,
0: yeah. the Louvre was amazing. The art the art, yeah. the history there was, was unreal. You know? isn't,
4: isn't that a pyramid?
0: They have the glass pyramid that they built uh, recently, right? For
3: the... Yeah, um,
0: it's an entrance. Well, it's a new entryway. Probably like yeah. 10, 15 years
3: yeah. ago or something. Hey, Becky, That's wasn't, the entrance.
5: wasn't your family butler from Paris?
3: <laughs>
0: i think i think he was yeah ben, i think he was benson. what was his
3: name again benson,
0: benson. benson. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sounds british <laughs> no
5: you remember, you remember the tv show benson yeah. <laughs> Benson from paris
0: um and here's the other cool thing I'm, I'm gonna jump in all that amazing uh history and culture and food and i mean all that stuff's gone on and I had a chance to sneak in two days of fishing, two of course. mornings of fishing, <laughs> which is really unbelievable. I got hooked up with this guy, Fred, a shout out to Fred and French Touch Fishing on Instagram if Cap- you want to follow Cap- Fred. Fred. Yeah, Fred, really they good Cap- guy. Fred. But it's interesting. I, I posted a message on Instagram and like I said, does anybody know anybody in Paris that street fishes? And like 90% of the comments ba- came back said, Fred, 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 Fred. Everybody knew Fred. <laughs> so I hooked up with Fred, and it's true. Like, he was dialed with with fishing that place, fishing the Seine River. And, dude, it was incredible. It was incredible because it was, uh, you know, some of the tactics they used, but the river itself and how, you know, the, the fish are positioning, and it was just a great experience uh, targeting a perch, a Xander, pike, and, uh, um, uh, like, suckers, like chubb. Basically like a golden shiner, but they can get up to five or six pounds, and they they eat top water. It's crazy, craziest fishing I've ever had. And the perch, the you per- know, I, I well, we I, saw the pictures. Dude, they're just huge. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable for all my yellow perch fans in the United States. Do like our perch on steroids? Incredible. I mean, built different, like way taller and wider. A little bit bigger mouth, look like peacock bass, dude. Almost like a peacock, almost mm. you know, like small mouth esque yeah. body, yep. you know. But dude, incredible, incredible fishing right on the Seine, and all this is going down. Like you're catching these fish, and you stop and take the picture, and in the background is the Eiffel Tower, is you know Notre Dame, is all these famous historic places, and you're catching them right there, like right there, oh, that's dude. Cool. It's the craziest thing. It was a great experience. It was a great experience, you know? What would you do when he was fishing? Anything cool? I was sleeping. Now, did you guys, I went she, early.
5: She's a huge fan of wine. There was, is the wine what everyone says there? Is it any different? or? It's huge so fan. Really? So good.
0: Yeah, the huge. beer's actually good, too. Yeah. See so if I can pull up the picture here's of the beer. The, here's the other
3: thing. In the U.S., we're real weird about how we have to, like, add preservatives to everything. So you know how you get headaches when you drink wine in the U.S.? Yeah. Typically, it's it's not the wine. It's it's all the preservatives.
5: I did not know that. That's why I don't drink it.
3: So when you go abroad, it's so nice to have a glass of wine or even a bottle of wine. You don't get a headache. There's not all that crap in it because they don't have the same rules that we have in the U.S.
4: I should probably stay away from there. (laughs) <laughs> the he- yeah, the yeah Pete
3: was going to get on a plane the, the, across,
4: across an ocean. Oh, yeah. The headaches are me. They important don't have enough captain for Pete <laughs> to get on the plane to go across the ocean. Come on, I fly. Just don't like it.
5: I <laughs> <laughs> Like the John Madden efficient, he would uh, always drive from town to town uh, on a bus. If I had a bus and a bus
4: driver, yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Oh shit on Iron Martin. Iron Martin. Japan. He doesn't like to fly.
1: Maybe it's just in Japan.
4: He drove his boat to Japan. Should have crossed He's got a Phoenix. That's
0: he can take that. that right? He's good. Right. Uh, so Paris was great. Paris was great. Little flight to Spain. We yeah. spent a day and a half in Madrid. Yeah. Madrid's dope city, dude. Dope city. Super cool city, clean city, minus the gypsies. Uh, really cool city. Food there was unbelievable. Meat just everywhere, just meat, <laughs> meat. meat, like the most amazing meat. You know what I mean? Mm. Like legs, like pork, lamb, oh everything, beef. like what are you talking yeah. about, dude? I mean like the the legs of the fucking they like just rawage it, it's just all
3: hanging there. It's just all
0: just hanging around. Shave it all, and then all of a sudden they'll pull off a little razor or knife and and here meat, and you're like, huh. is that and then you eat it, and you're like, holy shit, this is the best meat I've ever had in my life. And cheese, us oh, amazing, yeah. amazing. People
5: say that about Spain. I mean, I, I don't know.
0: It's, it's good. It's good. And then we drove down to the lake, and this is what I thought was interesting. So we leave the city center, and we drive about two and a half hours south through the desert, dude. The desert and giant mountains. And it really feels like it feels like you're in Nevada, right? Like it has that west coast feel to it. Where it's flat desert desert then all of a sudden high desert plateau free, yeah then a giant freaking mountain you know
3: yeah it's real arid there was a lot of olive trees so there's olive trees slightly less arid than a, a desert yeah okay? some yeah yep. but that's basically it
0: yeah and then so that's, we, that's goats, where you were fishing goats and in olive Maine? Trees. we were fishing down there yeah uh about two hours south of Madrid and then uh what was the name of the lake do you remember cat uh Uh, Sahara. Sahara. Uh, Sahara Reservoir. We get to the lake. The lake's 40 feet low, Pete. 40 feet. It's a long boat launch. Long boat launch. Uh, They actually had to kind of make it as as the tournament was happening. You know (laughs) what I mean? But it reminded me a lot of of, of a Mead, of a Havasu, of a a Del Rio, Mm. you know, uh, um, South Texas, Arizona Lake. It had that feel to it. Right. You know? And... um, Really, really cool the way it laid out, and so there was a thirty hundred and thirty, was that right? Yeah, it was
3: like 125 or thirty. Hundred
0: and thirty teams from all over Europe, so uh, Italy, Spain, Portugal, uh,
2: Poland, Poland, Russia. Russia. We're the Polish, Russia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Polish the Polish team kicks ass the on Pol- that place. Of
7: course
0: they do. They've won it three <laughs> times. Yeah. They won the last two years in a row. Not shocking. Yeah. And this year, and this year
5: why wouldn't
0: they? This year, they came in third. Yeah. Because they came wow. in late, Dave. Amazing. No, that's they got their weigh-in times wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you relate? That was good. Can you relate? I don't look back often. That's
5: a good one.
1: That
4: <laughs> <laughs> just probably shut me down for the night.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Dave, never, never give but, up, Dave. Uh, I didn't realize it was such a big derby. Dude, it's a big
0: deal. So basically the way that I heard it from multiple people, not just one person, but it's the European Bassmaster Classic. Mm -hmm. The closest thing they have to it. Right. You know, of course it's a team event, so it's a little different, so it's you and a partner. But it's the biggest bass tournament they have in, in Europe, period. Wow. Bar none. I mean, these teams, you know, work, you know, all year to practice and, you know, get to this event. And then try to win it, you know? So it's a, it's a big deal, you It's know?
5: the closest thing we have to the bass fishing in the Olympics, man, you know? Think about yeah. it. It is. Did you fish with an American?
0: I fished with a guy from France. Okay. Uh, a young guy who's really, really talented. Shout out to Bastion. I know he's not watching it, but um, he's a pike guide. That's his full-time gig is he guides uh, for pike in Spain, but he guides people from France that literally fly over. They fly into Madrid. They pick them up, they trail or uh, drive them down to this lodge, and then they have a, a handful of guides, and Bastion's one of them. And dude, I mean, they're catching pike that are like our, what our muskie would be. Did
5: you make a, a rod for the pike? A spinning rod specifically?
0: We have rod for pike. We do. Is we it have spinning. We have one spinning rod for pike.
5: Because I, I, I'm sorry, that this cuts away from what we're talking about. How how do you think that would work? For flipping like half ounce baits and stuff like that in our kind of but twenty yeah. pound braid, yeah. What do
0: you? I think it would work. So the the rod that we the spinning rod you're saying that we have for yeah. pike has um, the right action for it tip wise, but it has a really long handle. Okay. A lot of the European rods are, are what they call long cast design. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of the European anglers they don't have boats, dude. They're right, bank right. fishing. They're fishing from belly boats. So they need this they need a rod where they can launch it. So a lot of the rods are long cast design, you know?
5: Cuz I really need something like a jig rod that has that 2080 in
0: you know, a spinning rod. Spinning rod. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you I'll
6: give you the 9 footer and let you try it. My my handle might be a little too long. What do you got, Riz? Matt from Wisconsin wants to know uh did do they fish any different style baits over there and if so, did you bring any of those baits back home and Good think question. you might use them?
0: It is a good question. Um, in general, I'd say the techniques that I saw him using were a lot of the same stuff. You, you know, I mean, they have, you know, finesse tactics, power fishing tactics. I'd say in general, it was the same. Except I got lucky enough that the one guy that was on the the other Abu guy, um, uh, that was uh, Atios? uh, yeah. Uh, that fished for uh, Abu Garcia, makes baits. And he did send me home with some amazing stuff. He sent me home with full, a couple full-size spy baits. He sent me home with a top water that you, that you just reel. You just reel it straight in. It's got a prop on the back. Crazy action what it does in the water. And he also ties uh, full-size hair jigs, but he puts a stinger on the back. So I got to come home with some new stuff. But in general, dude, in general, the lake, the anglers, everything was the same. Like I went there expecting like I didn't know what to expect, you know?
4: Well, it, the it, the tournaments that I've seen you compete in before have been yeah. low weights. Yeah. Diff- relative difficult fishing. Yeah. Not not this time.
0: Not this time. This was unbelievable. I mean, the lake really showed out, you know. Yeah. So it was you need it, you know. You need that 20 pound bag to to separate yourself,
4: that's, you know. That was so surprising to see.
0: It was crazy, yeah. So, so the water in three quarters of the reservoir was crystal clear, super clear, and uh, I, I would say a majority of the field fished in 20, 30, 40 feet of water with mainly a lot of finesse tactics, you know. And that's how a lot of the fish were caught. And Bastian and I um, found the one area of the lake that had dirty water and this is a this is a real good le- you know it's a good lesson even for me it re- reiterates the sometimes that that how important that is you know and it was like in that section and it was only i bet you it wasn't uh wasn't 2 miles section of the river the main feeder river that got dirty right it was like clean 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 and as we got further in that river got a little marginal but it was still clean and then all of a sudden there was this definitive line where it turned to mud and from, from that line till we couldn't go any further, literally till it ran out of water, we fished channel swings. Anywhere the channel would swing to a bank, you know, and it would touch rock. That's what the predominant form of cover was. And, dude, those fish there were shallow and biting versus the fish in that clear water that you had to finesse them. They were tricky. They were deep. You know what I mean? And that was the difference, man. Wow. That was the difference. First day... There were three boats back there and one left. So we had, it was, it was two boats running at water and we caught, we, we caught almost 21 pounds by 10 o'clock and we left. Dang. And we, it was a good decision. We left to save it. You know what I mean? There's nobody here. This uh. is the shit. Let's go do other stuff. We came back the second day and this even happens in Spain and there were 15 boats <laughs> in there the second day. Word, Word got out. Fast. Word got out. But, but we stuck with it and we, we ran those points and we had two windows. We had an early window and a late window and we caught, you know, we were able to catch 17 and a half or whatever pounds the, the last day and it, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience,
4: dude. It was a great experience. It a big you know? win. Well, how do you, how'd you get your partner? Is it an open draw tournament or how's you get? It's yeah.
0: not an open draw. So it, I got the partner through Abu Garcia. So it was an invite from Abu Garcia. And then, um, they had a guy that didn't have a partner that was a single. So that's sort of how I got it. But I couldn't, dude, I couldn't have got a better guy because he was young and he was, he could, he, he could fish fast, you know? Because mm-hmm. this wasn't like a go out there and like throw a drop shot and shake. This was run up to a point, drop the trolling motor, hit it, hit it, hit it. Hit it. Next one, next one, next. It was it was a lot of work, uh, know, and have, he could hang was with. Was there them. a language barrier? He spoke really good English. Yeah, um, that—that's the thing with all Europeans, yeah. you know. Like we're the speak. only
5: dummies that have we're one the, language. Only yeah, the only dummies. We're the
0: only idiots yeah. that have one language, you know.
5: Now, for Captain Bonaparte, what was his name? Who? The guy you fished with. Oh, uh, Bastion, Bastion, Bastion. <laughs> Captain Bastion. What did this victory do for his career as a
0: guide? Like, is this a big deal over there? Like, I think classic? it's a big deal. Okay. I think I think for him, it's it's going to be a huge deal. You know, and there and there was you know we we won uh we won, you know depth finders and trolling motors and a, and cash and a bass boat. So, of course, it's did. very lucrative <laughs> yes, as the well. He tours
5: Europe and wins a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <God>. Yeah. <laughs> so sick of you. So- <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> here, here. Cheers to, Cheers to that.
0: And that was our trip to Spain. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, and I won a $1,000 scratch off of there. Everybody, <laughs> too, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> God, dude. No, no, no,
0: no, no it,
5: gold doubloons. To <laughs>
0: uh, it was a great trip. It was a great trip. Uh, <laughs> Vegas got the fish. We were in Spain. your
2: friends. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <like. laughs>
0: Vegas caught his first Xander, yeah. which was really cool. It's a cool experience, you know. And 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 right there by Pete's leg, right there, that's cool, you know. And 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 this is a good memory of the trip, you know. And I'll be able. And this will go up into the new studio. Is that
4: the top rod trophy? That's the top yeah. rod trophy. <laughs> they, I I gotta I gotta be a little critical here, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. got to step this up. I know. Jake, Jake got a bigger soccer I know. participation I know. trophy. <laughs> a
2: participation trophy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God.
0: Now the trophy's lacking. But <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, some of the other stuff was unbelievable. And I hope uh, you're gonna see a you're gonna see a going Ike video on this and I hope we were able to capture it. That's lacking, but I tell you what's not. Dude, they had they had a podium create no crates <laughs> no it was it was a wooden soap boxes <laughs> it was like soap boxes yeah, yeah. it was like soap boxes a wooden podium that had yeah. the three tiers i just yeah. thought this was super cool like why don't we do this here i did a bracket yeah, yeah. so we had you know first second yeah, yeah, third yeah that's pretty cool and then as you know as they were making the announcement of these three positions they're playing uh queen We are the champions. champions. And then they shoot confetti. It was this big deal. And I'm like, damn, this is, now that's better than an elite or or an MLF. You know what I mean? Way better than an MLF. so, like, why didn't, you know, they lacked on the trophy, but all the other stuff was really good. It was a great experience, yeah, it man. Cool. Uh, it was a great experience.
4: So, how yeah. you doing? Like, you got to sell the, what, the boat? Yeah. The cash prizes? Yeah. Gotta...
0: Yeah. I mean, we basically split everything down the middle. So, okay. you know, the physical stuff is getting sold and split, and then, yeah. you know, the cash we're able to split what right, kind of right boat? there. It's, a, it's a, a bash tracker, but, like, a really, really nice one. Like, uh... 20, was it 20,000 euros or 30,000 euros? 26. 26,000 euros. Which is about 30 grand. About 30 wow, grand wow, cool. US. It's pretty good. It's good. It was a good payday. Good, yeah, it's cool, man. It's nice. Dang. Super nice. Yeah.
4: European vacation? We'll take it. Yeah. So fucking yeah. Now, here's, you the, here's <laughs> the fun
3: part. So listen, they don't weigh in in pounds. Mm. Oh. They weigh in in Kilo kilos. Branch.
4: Yeah, so I did
8: so this. So you have
3: to try to do the conversion, which is almost double. Yeah. It's not the hardest yeah, conversion, like but the 2. first yeah. the first day when I saw it, I was like, what's nine kilos? What yeah. the heck? You're like Googling real quick. Like, is that good? Is that yeah. bad? Like, what does like, that yeah. mean? Like nine
4: kilos? Yeah. That doesn't sound like no. a lot. 2.2 <laughs> is a kilo, right? Hold on. Here you go. I
0: did this conversion the other day. 9.66 kilos in pounds is 21.297.
3: So that's what you weighed the first day. That's what
0: we weighed the first day. 21.297. That's a bag. And the second day we weighed 7.76? Yeah, I think so. Seven seven six.
1: It's like fifteen four. Hold on. Yeah, kilos doesn't translate to bass
5: fishing very well.
4: Yeah.
5: Hey, it could be better, Brad. It could be weighing them in stone. You
0: know, <laughs> seven them, seven six kilos in pounds is seventeen pounds ten
4: ounces.
1: Yeah, seven seven six don't sound very sexy.
4: Yeah. But they're good bags. Come on, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh man. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what's totally impressive. I saw so, the pictures of the bass. They were giants. Your big ones were five-pounders. Five-pounders. Yeah. And
3: they're different.
4: They're different. They
3: what? look different. The bass they're, look different. they So they're they have this big, different. broad head and, like, shoulders. They're
0: definitely built different, dude. And then they're, like, long dude.
5: and skinny. Huh. Florida strange. built strength?
0: different. I don't know if they're Florida strains. I don't know. It's a
5: long way to go.
0: I don't know, but they like look like a Florida strain. They train. look different. They really look <laughs> different. Now they, they stocked they them there. Yes. The they
1: were in Aaron's Livewell. <laughs> they were in Aaron's Livewell.
0: Yeah. No, they they were stocked um, from from what I, I you know trying to communicate with them. They were a lot of the lakes were stocked in the 70s. A lot of these mm-hmm. reservoirs, tons of reservoirs in Spain. Full uh, bush power generation. Uh, <laughs> Uh,
3: they do hydroelectric. Hydroelectric. So that's, so that's how they get their power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so they were all stocked with, with <laughs> bass in the 70s. Um, and some of them have flourished and some of them have taken a hit from other species. It's interesting. You know, we were just talking about that with the lake that Keith fished, you know, with lake trout. But a few of the lakes, the Xander, have literally decimated the bass population. Oh, wow. And it's it's a lot of it's because they're eating their forage completely away. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the bass that are left are skinny, and you know the the zander are taking over.
5: Right? Can you bring you a know? picture of a zander up? I never really know what that looks yeah. like. It's like, a it's like a walleye. I want to see what the new fish. I have to hate it. Yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> ben
6: ben Pissarik on the message board says that your uh, European trip it sounds like a movie. Kilos money. Boats in big bags.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might but well, it's gonna be a go and Ike episode, so we'll have to use some of that terminology. Oh,
4: okay. Any other uh any other of our guys over there with you?
0: No, not this year. But you know, we've had guys fish it. You know, Kevin's fished this tournament. Uh okay.
5: Casey Ashley Casey Ashley
0: there. fished this tournament. I show bite. Yeah, did Gerald fish this one or no?
5: Uh-uh. Wonder if he okay. sung his country music on the stage or anything.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He may may have. Maybe. May but have.
3: the Pole guys were there. We stayed in the house. Powerpole guys, guys were there. PowerPool. Very cool.
0: Shout out to Pole.
3: Lawrence supports. It. Yeah,
0: yeah. There was so a lot, lot of, of nice, a lot of nice
4: crossover. crossover. Wow. Yeah, a lot of nice crossover. But yeah. great experience. What, what about the crowd? Was it like a classic crowd? Was it what? Did anybody? Was it like an MLF crowd? What well, so kind here's of crowd you, we have?
3: Here's what you have to understand. You're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> the the town itself where this takes place has 60 permanent residents. That's it. That's
5: crazy. That sounds awesome.
3: There's no store. There's no oh anything. Like This is yeah. like what you can imagine this old school Spanish town being yeah. Like real small. Yeah. So everyone comes for this and has to find lodging somewhere. Yeah. It's right. not in the town. It's wild. Right. So... Everyone is there probably with their family. So say 100, okay, so 250 people plus, you know, like maybe some family members and such. So, I mean, you probably have a couple hundred people there. Right? Mm -hmm. Would that Mathematically, be right. I mean, you're in the desert. Yeah, but they've I, got a setup. I mean, there's food trucks and there's drinks oh, and they, there's they had a
0: the full I stage. Wow, wow. And yeah, they had fireworks. I mean, it was it was it was an It looks like deal. either
5: a dead bass, right, with his eyes bulging out of his head, or it does look like a walleye.
0: I think yeah. that's, a, that's a poor picture of Xander.
5: Well, yeah, it's, it's
1: compressed and squashed. Okay. Oh, all right. So imagine squashed. that, but stressed, stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> and stretched out. So we're not, we're not spending any more time on no, that. we're we'll not spending <laughs> any more time on You
3: <laughs> can check out Vegas the Hammer's Instagram page, because yeah. he caught one. Okay. Yeah. It, just,
4: it'll, it'll look better in the new studio. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right, Bright. Let's uh,
0: wind down on that one and want to dial Kyle up? Sure. Yeah, let's dial Kyle up. Well, congratulations. It was cool. Yeah, it was, was it was a good experience. It was a good experience. World yeah. champion. Yes, I like it.
5: You could add that to the
0: resume. I like it. I like it. It was good. Uh, next year, looking at going to Japan for our big trip. So, keeping that on you could, the radar. Right maybe you
5: give the Japanese the Chewbacca gift you gave them back.
0: Maybe I should.
5: <laughs> for the people on the Jap- That was a good
0: show. That was a good show. We had show. a bunch of
5: Japanese anglers show up. They brought Mike all kinds of gifts and, and, and kickback, and Mike... Gave him. Gave, <laughs> hey, Mike he got caught it. off guard Grabbit, with Mike, it and uh, gave him uh, as a joke. <laughs> he gave him this, and, he, and the Indian gave it. <laughs>
0: he
5: didn't even give it to him. They didn't even leave with it. <laughs>
0: they purposely didn't leave yeah. with it. <laughs> like I don't want that piece of
4: shit. I was <laughs> <laughs> just saying, say it'd be funny if you brought it back to him and, like a gift wrap. Maybe I should. You know. Yeah. Do we? Is there a green room at the new studio with like champagne and hors d'oeuvres? Oh, Becky's not trying a, to make it comfortable. Yeah, for us. we should have <laughs> a green room. Heck ends, yeah. dude. <laughs> we should have a green room.
0: That's a good idea.
5: The only time we eat is when she's showing out for the guests that are staying in the guest room over there.
0: The only have, time we, we get fed, and We're byproducts of their presence. Dorian right shows we can make that office the green room. That's a great idea.
3: It's, it's an awful idea.
0: Just oh. hang it. out,
3: have some drinks, and leave. Call uh, the bit, leave. Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you. Here's the best part. I can't be the only one that gets annoyed if you all make a mess now because you're in the office. So, like, the next day if the ladies come in and uh, you guys have made a mess,
0: you accountability. guys will never
5: hear the end of
0: accountability, it. Accountability, <laughs> folks. Uh, accountability. We don't, we, we don't need Janet's accountability. going to get you. Yeah.
5: We pretty much eat when the shorts come. We're guaranteed, like, some broccoli pizza when the shorts come. Let's see. What, what else? When, I'm just thinking about when we get fed. When Charles is when here, he, he cooks for oh, us. Yeah, well, he, he brings the food down one minute of, and Drunk Dad has a seizure. You can't, like, Charles is bad news. He's got to cook that stuff an hour sooner. Drunk Dad. <laughs>
0: All well, right. how
3: would Pete even know if we have food? He shows up two minutes before the you're show right. starts. You're yeah. right, with
0: his coffee. With his, with his coffee, <laughs> in quotes. Uh Let me remind everybody watching right now, if you're watching on Facebook, uh like and share this feed, and you'll be entered in a contest to win the amazing Ike Life gift bag. You know this bag. It's loaded. Uh, MTB box, Flambo, liquid mayhem, real snot. Tackle warehouse, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Drained, founders stuff yeah, in there. Drain
5: founder's can. Yeah,
0: dra- empty founder's can. Um, like and share the feed. You'll be entered a contest to win that bag. Beck, what do you think? It's lovely. It is lovely. It is lovely.
3: It will all be in there because Miss Janet makes sure.
5: Yeah, we had a bit earlier about winning, like, something about, like, you know, winning a prize at, on the show in 2013.
4: Yeah. Like, <laughs> it never made it. Whatever it was, not making it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's right. still disgruntled yeah. viewers it's out there same, waiting. It's the
3: same guys that went over and over I again. I have no sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> y'all have like
1: five of these each. So yeah, right. right. Me Chris <laughs> just y'all. That's that's your first warning.
6: Oh, ooh,
0: you just had <laughs> a yall, <laughs> Brian. It's gonna kill you I'm if you yall. Use
3: guys got too
5: big in the guys. Use guys, guys, definitely. Good Use job. guys.
0: All right, I'm Take excited, care. Pete. Uh, here we are in the second segment. Uh, mentioned at the beginning of the show. We've got a uh, guy coming on the show for the first time. Sophomore uh, on the BASS Elite Trail. Having uh, having a great career so far. Really good career. Coming off a good tournament. Almost won it uh, last week at uh, Ten Tenkiller. Uh, excited to have him on the Ike Live show. We're being joined by Captain. I want to get that in there. Make sure I get the captain in there. Kyle Monte, everybody, joins Ike Live. Kyle. How's it going, guys? How you doing tonight? How's my service? It's pretty good. I like well, the. W- you guys have been Hello? all over the place tonight, so I don't even know where to start. Okay, <laughs> I like first first thing. I like the wall behind you right there. Back, look at that. That looks good. That looks like something from the new studio. The map of Okeechobee. It's lovely. Well, I mean, when you live your
8: whole life to be on the Ike Live show, yeah. Best wall in your house and go with it, right?
0: I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, first off, congrats on, on 10killer last week. I was, uh, you know, the nice thing about for me, the season, MLF season being over is now I can watch live just all the time. So I got this, I got to see you fish and had a great one there. There was a lot of complaining going into that event from people. This is going to be the worst tournament I've ever fished in my life. This place sucks. This is, this is doom and gloom, and you turned out a really good event. What, what, was, what was key to your finish there? How did you do that?
8: Well, for me, it was, I mean, going into that time of year, you know it's going to be tough no matter where you're at. But think about, like, where you're at, Mike. When you come to Okeechobee, I feel like it's one of the best places in the world. When you come to Okeechobee, what do you think? Sometimes it can be that way. I mean, it, yeah. it can be one of those places where you just hate being there. Like, you, yeah. you know it's going to be tough. It's it's a mindset, man. You know how it is. It's it's a mind game, the whole thing. And and I love it. I love that it was changed last minute, uh, thrown to it. I mean, for me, it was finding a spot. It was finding an actual spot that I felt like, you know, in that tournament, a, a 16-inch fish was huge because yeah. largemouth and spot and smallmouth had to both be 16 inches. So to me, it was finding a place where I could catch. More than just one, going down the bank, you catch one here and there. But, I mean, yeah, you come up with a pattern with what type of banks are on. But for me, it was it was having an area and being able to just
0: lock something in your hand and go and fish. Yeah, staying stay focused. I Pete, I can tell you, I like those grinders. In fact, I heard uh, several times during the live broadcast, I think it was uh, Sushin or was it Ronnie, uh, said that this is the toughest tournament since the Delaware River. <laughs> they they made that analogy several That's times funny. during live, which I thought was really cool. I also heard this, and I want to I wanna get your opinion on it, Kyle. I heard that this was the first tournament all year that was a true test of the angler's ability because there was no, you know, guys didn't go there two months ahead of time and practice. You couldn't call your buddy before the 30-day off. You know, you couldn't do any of that. You had to really just fish the moment. And you saw that with a lot of... You know, new names, uh, Kyle, including yourself. And then with Carl winning, you know, you saw some new guys really dominate. Do, do you think that's true? Do you, do you think that, you know? Well, I mean, here's the thing.
8: it's if, With us, it's not 30 days anymore. You know, as soon as they let the schedule out a year ago, nobody was allowed to get information anymore. So based on that rule, nobody was allowed to get information on Fort Gibson. That was where the tournament was originally scheduled right after the Texas Fest. We didn't end up going there because of flooding. We were still trying to go there, but after the fact, they realized we couldn't put 75 boats in and go out. So uh, they, they said, hey, we're going to go to 10killer last minute. So yeah, I mean, if someone was to call their buddy, I mean, it, it wouldn't be within the rules, but it was awesome to see a bunch of guys that have struggled all year. And I think that just goes to show that on that, at that level, I mean, anybody can win. Uh, any, anybody can contest for the win. And I mean, I had a I had a pretty rough year. I'm not gonna lie. I just, uh, but to, but to end like that, I mean, it felt good. Everybody tells you, man, that's great, that's awesome. But you know, going into the to the last day with a like almost a three pound lead on a lake that's tough to get bit. Like the goal was to win, and that didn't happen. So going into next year, I mean, I feel like I feel like that's definitely something I can do, but. Uh, it's
0: It's better than being in sixtieth, I promise you that, yeah well you got, you had a great tournament. like I said, I watched it, I thought you did a good job. The thing that stood out, and I want to call you the plate on this too is then this is the obvious one you're you're an Lake Okeechobee guy you, you you that's your bread and butter, you make your other part of your living on that lake. The techniques you were using are so far removed <laughs> from what you would do on as, Lake Okeechobee. As is the
4: body of water.
0: As is the body of water. I mean, drop shot and biffle head. Uh, t- talk a little bit about that because I think that threw a lot of people off.
4: Yeah,
8: I agree because a lot of the questions I got were the same. They were along the same lines after the fact. Everybody's, well, how does a guy from Okeechobee know how to, how to use a drop shot? And the truth is there's a few places here where, you know, Outside of the 12 foot and under spectrum, mostly five feet and under, flipping grass, fishing grass. You know, there's a few places here where I can do that. I can fish deeper than 15 foot of water. He needs a re- refill. Someone get a refill. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but I mean, that, there's a few places where I've been able to do that. And for the most part, a lot of the guys around here, a lot of the guides around here, throw Carolina rigs electric yeah. worm and they go that's it
0: yeah
8: uh and for me it was more about using my graphs and figuring out what's actually there but growing up through the federation doing that with guys that fish the lake all the time since i was 11 years old i'd go out with a guy one guy fishes you know a spot in in a canal that you don't ever think of and he's out in the middle and he's just throwing a carolina rig well now with the graphs they are the way nowadays you know i can go back over those and figure these places out and i'm using i'm using a wobblehead on a place that Fish don't see it. So yeah. it gives me a lot of confidence when I go to a place like Oklahoma where, I mean, come on, that's that's where it came from. Biffle, I mean, that's that's where everybody knows it from. Going out there and being able to use it and have confidence in a
0: tournament where you're not getting very many bites, I mean, it's it's just huge. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting to, with the big worm. What prompted that choice, Kyle? Because I, I know Bifflehead and a lot of guys use creature, beaver-style baits. That's probably the number one choice. I like the big worm. In fact, I at uh, Chickamauga, the year that um, uh, uh, Wheeler won, um, I I had like 27 pounds the first day, and I caught most of it on a biffle head with a 12-inch worm, and I saw you throwing that big worm. Talk a little bit about that. Well,
8: I was throwing two different types of big worms. I was throwing the Zoom Magnum trick worm, which is just a straight tail. If you've ever been to Florida, cinco's trick worms, baits with no action. They love it, so... For me, it was a confidence thing, Um, but in practice, I threw the biffle bug. I threw a bunch of different colors in the biffle bug. Didn't work out. Yeah, I see you. I'm good. I got one. (laughs) But I threw the biffle bug in practice and didn't have any bites on it. So in the tournament, I did not expect to do that. I did not throw that the first day. I had 14-something. I was in the top five, you know, right where I needed to be. I did not throw – a hardhead because I was fishing a lot of stuff that was deeper, 20 to 25 brush piles, and the bottom was kind of just sandy. It was just like a backside of a sandbar. So to me, the biffle bug, the hardhead style bait works better on a hard bottom where you can cast it up there and drag it like a Carolina rig, and you can feel it. It feels like it's coming across the parking lot. So I went with that because – the second day, I had a tough day. I didn't weigh in, but I think I had four fish, but one was a tiny little spotted bass. So in my mind, it didn't even really matter. Um, so I knew I had to make an adjustment, and that third day is when I went to it, and that's when I realized I can get up a little bit shallower, that five to eight-foot range, and catch fish, taking that thing. And at home, a lot of times, like I just drag it and stop it, just short drags. Florida is the slowest fishing you can imagine. I yeah. mean, just everybody throws a Senko out there, smokes a cigarette, and they ca- you know what I mean? That's that's how yeah. everybody in Florida seems to fish. So with, with that out there, I figured – you know, I've caught them reeling it before down here, but, you know, you see a lot more of that out there with Biffle especially – you know, cranking that thing sorta, of. and I didn't get any bites on it dragging it. I started, I started reeling it real slow. Got a bite within five minutes. It was one of those 16, 17 inchers that you know really mattered in that tournament. I said, well, I'm, you know, I might be onto something. And as soon as I got another bite doing it,
0: I mean, two bites is a pattern. Yeah. You just go with it. Yeah. Well, that was that was awesome. I love to see that technique utilized. You know, uh, I, you mentioned something. I want to jump back to it. You mentioned you fish the Federation. And we, we got to talk a little yeah, bit about that earlier in the show. Uh you know, we were talking about how for us in the studio, the club level, the Federation, the nation was so important. I'm looking here, you know, I, I've got some stats a four time AOY, big O teen angler um, you really I, dug deep. Well, that's Brian DeCarpenter. Carpenter. I'm gonna give him all the credit <laughs> for that. Digging deep. Uh, uh, FLW college events. You know, I know you fished uh, against the Lee brothers. Talk a little bit about that, because we've got a lot of young anglers watching right now. We've got some young anglers that are gonna listen to this podcast a month or two from now, and they're saying, "Man, how the hell do I? I want to do what these guys are doing. What what do I need to do? Talk a little bit about your your background to get where you're at now. So
8: I was kind of in that in-between era of you know the the Iconellis, the Van Dams the Swindles and the the guys that are coming up now I'm kind of in that in between I'm 27 uh, I fished against the Lee brothers, but it was towards the end of their career towards the beginning of my college career you know in that four years um, for me it was, I always wanted to do this. I watch you guys every Saturday and Sunday, just like everybody that's watching right now. They're all thinking the same thing that I was just a few years ago. Uh, but as a, as a young guy, I wanted to fish tournaments. I wanted to get there, but I didn't have a boat. I didn't have a way to do it. And, and the junior federation was a way for guys that were part of federation clubs to volunteer as boat captains and take us out. Each month we'd have a tournament. So – from the time that I was 11 to 18, not including local tournaments, um, I mean, I got to fish at least one tournament every month, and that was huge. Wow. Uh, for, for a guy to take his whole Saturday out and take us out, you know, the guys that are taking us out are, are Federation guys. You know, they may be experts at one or two things, but not experts at everything. They're not pros. They fish the Federation. They're good anglers. But I, I was able to pick up one or two things here and there from each guy over the course of nine years, and uh it I mean that that's what really fueled me into to wanting to fish more, wanting to fish these bigger tournaments. And when yeah. college came around, that was a big eye opener for me. I mean, uh where we had to travel outside of Florida. If you've ever I mean, obviously you've been down here, I've seen you down here. You fish Okeechobee, you fish Istapoga, you fish Kissimmee. It's all pretty much the same stuff. Yeah. Uh you, you get that experience. I do get to fish twelve months out of the year. Uh, versus some guys that may live up north that that don't get to bass fish 12 months out of the year. But what I'm fishing is kind of limited. So when I started fishing college tournaments, it kind of took me outside of my element and really let me see, uh, hey, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea to to break out a spinning rod every now and then. I mean, that's that's something you have to do at the highest level if you're going to compete, you know, month in and month out. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's awesome. I, Pete, I, I, I love the fact. I mean, it's reinforcing that, you know, that experience, you know, that club experience, that federation experience. It's important. It's better than just jumping into it.
4: You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to have some of that experience. Well, it's, it's really cool that you, you have that experience and, and you're off to a, a great start. It was great to see you you know, have that great finish there at 10 killer. Um, but one of the questions that I had for him about 10 killer, um, was, man, 16-inch limit is a tough deal to contend with. It's a big fish. I mean, did you throw away some winning 15 and a half inchers All day long. Wow. <laughs> that, and, you know, in
8: practice, when I found that spot, Pete, it was so tough that, you know, if you got a couple of 15 and a half inchers to bite, you have to, you know, for for the sake of the tournament, you have to put that out of your mind as a keeper, but... For the sake of sanity as an angler, you have to say, man, that's a good fish. Like, you know, <laughs> and I caught, when I sat down there in practice, I dropped my drop shot down to the first fish I marked on my graph and I caught it. It was 15 and three quarter inches. Rigged my bait back up, dropped it back down, and I caught one a little over 15 inches. And for me, that was enough to say, hey, I'll try this during the tournament. I mean, it wasn't a, an event where it's like Kentucky Lake in June or July where. You're gonna go there and they're on a ledge and you're just gonna go smash them. I mean, you you had to work for it. It was it was tough. I mean, that's what that's why everybody was, you know, you hear
4: the same story over and over again.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, did it, did it, it must have it break broke my heart to watch you guys throw those beautiful fish back? And I've been in those scenarios. Oh yeah. You know, we we had scenarios where we had 18 inch limits. Yeah. On smallmouth. S- smallmouth, Douglas Lake. Yeah. Yeah where you got to throw a three-and-a-half-pounder. Yeah,
0: 17-and-three-quarter
4: you know throw a wow. Back in Great. the drink. Yeah. yeah. It, it just absolutely <laughs> breaks your heart. It's terrible. But
8: my buddy Colby fishing open there, it was freezing cold. He said the same thing. They were catching them on an air rig throwing back 17-and-a-half inches. like, drive you nuts. It's 30 degrees outside.
4: <laughs> well, i I got a question that's a little off-topic, as uh, Stockwell's throwing stuff at us. A candy but out the – um, uh, You're, you're, you call yourself captain. Oh, yeah. And where I'm, I have a captain's license too. Everybody in Florida is captain. You know, they use that captain insignia. Uh, why is that?
8: So first off, I don't refer to
4: myself in the third person.
8: (laughs) Uh, I put that on my Instagram page because, as you say, all the captains in Florida, they refer to themselves as captain. Well, that's true for the saltwater guys, but when it comes to bass fishing guides, you don't see it a lot. You see a lot of Lake Okeechobee this, Okeechobee bass fishing, all that's taken. So I went with captain because I felt like it brought that same, uh, I mean, like you said, it, it is a course. It is a process to get it. Uh, but no, if someone says what's your name, I do not refer to myself as Captain anything. Pete, if yes, I mean, to switch that. Yes, I mean that's
5: that's hey, am hey. Captain with that Pete Gluskin. Kyle, hey Kyle, this is Dave. <laughs> uh, hey, Kyle, this is Dave. I, I'm Congratulations, it. buddy. I'm I got a question right now. <laughs> oh. I got a I got a question, Kyle. Are you too young to remember the movie Spies Like Us with Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase? He doesn't I have know. have no idea guys. what you're yeah, talking I gonna about. God yeah, going to yeah, 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 yeah. Listen I remember to me, dude. That. You need to YouTube this the captain scene. I can just see him and all the other Okeechobee guys like, captain, 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 Captain,
0: Captain, Doctor. And <laughs> Captain.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that, Kyle. Google, uh, Google uh, when, when we're done, Google uh, Spies Like Us uh, Doctor Scene. It'll come up.
0: here right, Here's there. the thing do I want to know about up, I, I need to jump in about this captain thing, because I can imagine... At at one point in your life, you were you were younger, you were single, you were at the bars, you were cruising chicks. Did you use the captain title to ever get in someone's pants?
3: Wait, is that absolutely, a turn-on? Absolutely I don't not. know.
0: I'm just I'm thinking it might be. <laughs> is Brian? It? Brian, you've used it before. <laughs> if some guy told
3: me he was a captain, I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> i like,
8: used my voice and that's about it. Yeah,
1: like, what's the, what's the first thing I have in the notes under Kyle? you probably promoting your. He's career. married. I know he's married. I said when <laughs> he, he was said younger. When he was younger. I'm not
0: talking about now.
1: Yeah, but you know how some people. Well, a question
0: about when you yeah. were younger, Mike. I used a lot of stuff. We would use he whatever. Did the, he did the weird belt thing. Oh, the he belt. Had a belt. Oh, do you know thing? the belt thing? Let me tell you about the can belt. Can I ask you
8: a question about yeah. back when you tucked your jerseys into your pants?
0: <laughs> now wait a minute. I did at one point, but I was. Let me let me tell you. I was one of the first.
8: The jersey was unbuttoned all the way down to the belt line. That's right.
0: that's
2: right.
5: That's <laughs> That's an Italian thing, Kyle. You don't have any of them down there. That's an Italian thing. Monty up
8: here. is not Italian. Is
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. Does that answer your question?
4: Now, do you want to be a captain? A Pete? A Pete Gluzik, bitches, dude, captain. Dude, I'm. I am from now on, Captain Pete Gluzek, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Becky coined it. I like it. I'm in. I like I actually it. Actually, work for Captain Pete Gluzek. I
8: think it's good. I'm part of the Bass University on the water training program. That's right. right. You're taking shots
0: over here. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. I want to I jump back, uh, Kyle, sophomore year, second year on, on the Bass Elites. Um, talk a little bit about that. Has it been – how's the uh, – you know, there's a lot of guys that have to get through a couple years to get that momentum. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about that you know it's it's different for different people i've seen guys in their career that right off the giddy tim horton wins angler of the year his first year fishing the elites i've seen other guys have this slow burn till they get to year 5 and 6 and all of a sudden they're unstoppable talk to me a little bit about your mindset being you know 2 years in now going on coming up on your 3rd year next year What's your mindset on fishing the elites?
8: So for me, the elites has been a, a big eye-opener, you know, from year one. Uh, basically, a lot of my issues come from lack of experience, you know, like traveling to these places where you've you've never seen them. You, you only have information that you get online, and that only takes you so far. Um, and, and so what I'm doing is, is showing up to these places kind of blind uh, but transferring it from year one to year two, it was, you know, a lack of execution. You know, you're, you're making the right call. You're going from throwing a chatterbait down the bank where it's windy to, to going to the back of a creek where it's two foot of water and flipping a bush on Hartwell just to, just to try to get a five- and six-pound bite. And you get it, and it comes off. I mean, it was a lot of that this year for me. Um, but the the biggest thing is is watching these guys like Drew Cook where I fish against them in those same Federation tournaments as a as a junior angler each year. I don't know if you remember or not, but you were actually one of the boat captains. Uh each year you fish these junior tournaments to make a state championship and the winner of that state championship would go to the Bassmaster Classic either the week before or the week after uh and yeah. you would fish your 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 team classic or your, your kids classic with a bassmaster angler. So, yep. I don't know if you ever got to do that or not, but you had a chance to win a boat. Drew Cook was right there, you know, and and as a as as seeing that from from him go from the same kind of scenario, being from Florida doing the same thing and just show up right off the bat and just kill it, man. I mean, he's had a phenomenal year just just his first year out there. You know, you you kind of want to get sidetracked and say Dang, you know, maybe he's just got something that you don't, but you know, you have to stay, you have to stay focused on the task at hand, and and that's always to win. Uh, I, I feel like at ten Killer, as soon as you took that approach to go out and try to just scrap up a limit, you like took yourself completely out of the game for winning, and uh, being able to recognize that uh, is a big thing for me this year. I felt like uh, I had the opportunities to make the top, you know, the last day of the top ten a few times and just, you know, it didn't work out. But uh, knowing when you have that chance and when you don't have that chance, being real with yourself is what I call it. Uh, you know, if you're not on the fish of win, being able to go out there and get 25th, 22nd place, something like that and, and save some points. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing from year one to year
0: two for me. Yeah. Has has guiding help, helped you? you? You know, I mean, I know I'll, there's a handful of guys that do it. Um and, and some say my guiding is just to supplement my income. It doesn't help me whatsoever. Does your guiding help you in your professional endeavor on the elite side? So
8: yes and no. I feel like it helps me because starting now through you know the beginning of January tournaments are pretty much over. But that's my that's my biggest time down here. You know, everybody yeah. comes down here for the winter time. October, November, December, January. Everybody wants to come down to Okeechobee because it's warm here. So for me, it does help because I feel like getting on the water and getting in. a, You know, when I'm when I'm at home guiding and I suck, I go on the road and I suck. Like it's it's still a momentum <laughs> thing. There's still it's still fishing. You know, and as a guide, people often think you know. Well, I'm going with the guide on Okeechobee. I'm just I'm going to catch ten pounder for sure. It doesn't work that way. I mean, you're still adjusting to the conditions, and I feel like that's the biggest thing is being kind of in tune, not to be too Aaron Martin-esque, but to kind of be in tune with, with yourself and your surroundings and being able to make those adjustments uh, that you see guys that win big tournaments do. They always do it, and there's no explanation
4: for it uh, other than they're just natural instinct to just go and change it up. We, we yeah. thought, I, I got to say, you know, Guiding for me has been a really interesting uh, study, and I think it's really helped me in a lot of situations because, just like you said, Kyle, it's like every every day you got to adjust. Yeah. I mean, you got clients. You get you you got to produce. Yeah, you're forced. You know, so on Okeechobee, where people ask you, well, don't you have a lot of
8: good spots here? Well, Okeechobee changes about every six minutes. Right. So. I mean, you have to just because you caught them in a place last year doesn't mean anything this year. You have to constantly adjust because the water levels are different. I mean, it's it's grass. It's all grass, so you know how grass changes. Whether you're on Champlain
4: or on Okeechobee, it changes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's helped me a lot because when I go to tournaments now, I find myself under a lot less pressure. Right. Because every I, every day I get on the water and. And I got to make a winning tournament decision yeah. for clients, you know. Yeah. And, and and so you practice making those decisions. It's yeah. hard to practice making decisions. It is. That has to be relatable to tournament fishing. Yeah. Is the
6: element of pressure of 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 feeling when you have clients that they're relying on you mm-hmm. to yeah. for you to put them on fish, and I can relate to this to to some extent from guiding hunting. You know, the guiding hunting people would expect you to tell them where the deer are going to come from, where the birds are going to come yeah. from. And that element of pressure, it has to weigh heavy. Yeah. You know, as a, as a tournament angler does. for you, Kyle, that, that element of knowing that, you know, your decision in that moment, if it's correct, it's going to be great. If it's not correct, you're going to feel the, the consequences of it. Guiding has to, yeah. it has
8: to play to. I mean, I, I always tell people – no matter what you hear, you know, from whatever professional you listen to, we're all guessing. It's all a guess. Uh, no matter, you know, if, if you're right more often than you're wrong, then, then you're better than most. But we're always guessing what the next move is, what the next decision is. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I don't make any guarantees other than you'll catch a fish when you come with me because I'm on Okeechobee and I can do that.
5: <laughs> hey, Kyle, I got, I got
8: three questions for you, right? First one, I want you to just chew on a little bit and answer it after the other
5: two. What's the, what's the funniest thing a customer did on your boat or said? Like the story that your go-to story with your friends. I want you to tell us that, but not right now. I got a question, Kyle. 2004, it was my first big boy tournament. I fished on Okeechobee as a New Jersey guy. I came down there, and I spent most of my time practicing the rim canals because no one was fishing them. And I just felt like it can, tournaments can be won there. Can tournaments be won in the rim canals? Like, is, is there is there like monster bags living there or no, dude?
3: So are you saying you didn't win?
5: Oh, uh, I, I, I sucked. I I I finished like fourth from the Because the water was high. <laughs> no, it's because I didn't know what I was doing. The, the ever. <laughs> did you? I, no, I just need to know if like these, if the for people that have never fished Okeechobee, there's this massive rim canal. It's deep. It circles this whole. Shallow, grassy lake, and there's laydowns, there's rock, there's everything. Yeah. Like, there's everything yeah. you fish in your own places. Now, c- please, is there... Do people win in there? <laughs> please, <laughs> please, please,
3: please. Please tell me. <laughs> please. please, Captain Cal. I just
4: see Dave over there bypass. Uh, look at all this lush grass and giant just, you know, reed heads. Nah, we're going into the rim canal. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, dude, but it looks so
7: good. Let Kyle answer the captain. <laughs> I, really, I really don't want to give you an honest answer. I'm pretty sure that was only
8: two questions, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a break. Why I didn't do third my third one. yet. I'm just a so, two. You did not do your third. Right, that's come. Am I still waiting? No, please answer that
5: one. I want you to okay. just chew the funny story one for a little bit. No, the, rim
8: canal, the rim canal on the south end of the lake is on the inside of the dike, so therefore the lake water can get into it. On the north end of the lake, you have to go through locks to right. get into it, so the water is more stable. Uh, that being the case, I feel like the bags are more consistent out of there if you can figure it out, but it's not going to win a slugfest. It's not going to win a 25-, 30-pound bag-a-day type tournament, but when it's freezing cold... That's like my dream come true. Is an elite event down there in January when it's just miserably cold and no one can get bit in the lake. In that case, yes, it could be one of them. now. thank you for half validating me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Second half. validation. The the Second
5: question is, a uh, third. third question. If you were, where's the best place to launch a kayak to get to the to the juice out in the grass? Like the shortest the shortest run, in terms of pedaling from the ramp. Out to the Sell
8: juice. your kayak and buy a bass boat if you're going on each Okeechobee. There's too many alligators. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, nah. Are you I mean, scared. Dude, I would no. not get in a kayak on that lake. I'm no. just, really? I'm I've seen, I'm, i told you. I've
5: seen giant alligators. I've seen a, I've seen probably the, the goddamn world record American alligator <laughs> right there. You know, I was in my nitro about 25 years ago when I saw But anyway. That's not the point. So, there's yeah. just
8: too many, man. I so, mean, maybe in the 70s or 80s, but not now. Listen, there's listen. Too, there's too many alligators. Let's
5: pretend there's no alligators, and let's pretend that, you know, you're not afraid of them. Where would you Harney want a kayak from? I'm, I'm afraid of
0: them. They butt the boat.
8: Where at? Huh. Harney Pond Canal. Paddle out. As soon as you come into the lake, hang a last shark fishing.
0: Yeah, Herney Pond Canal. Mm-hmm. Okay.
8: Yeah. Harney. 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 How close is that Wait. to, like, <laughs>
5: how about in terms of, like, that? what's that one ramp? Pohicky? Pohickey? <laughs> begins with Pahoke? a p pahokee that's brian laughing i'll tell you that was close
8: uh <laughs> how close is it to there hardy pond is probably 20 miles across the lake uh,
6: okay Pahoki's
8: on the east side hardy Pond's on the west side Pahoki's probably the worst ramp you could put in with a kayak because it's miles before you get to any grass i mean you're out in the open water that's that's all rocks and, I mean, it's... Yeah, that's where I nasty. fished. That's where I did all my
5: rim canal work. Was around <laughs> <laughs> oh,
8: I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I
5: didn't know. Sorry about that. So wait, is Kyle
3: going to feel guilty when uh, Dave gets eaten by an that's alligator? That, when he... that,
5: that, ironious. All right, I, I just watched Wedding Crashers yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Erroneous <laughs> on all counts. Erroneous. Dude, so, get it. Get spray paint. Oh right? no alligators. No, the they're not messing kayak. with me. My kayak's the size of them. Hey, uh, so what's what's oh. the funny story they you got? They bass boats. No, they don't. <laughs> Well, why are you messing with him yeah, when they're breathing?
8: I'm not sure what's going on either.
5: No, Wait, what? I, he might who's, have lost us. <laughs> he's
8: crazy. Dave
5: is crazy. Dave, you're nuts. I'll go right <laughs> out. I was it's out there cert- with him when I was in dental You're
3: certifiable care. now. I
5: did see one that scared me when I was just down there seeing my mom last month. I was in this preserve, and this thing was giant. And it was enough for me where I was getting closer to him, and he wasn't going under. And he was big. He was you were so in big. your kayak? Yeah, he was, He was. Yeah. He, I have 12 foot, he was as big as the kayak from yeah. head to tail.
0: Yeah.
8: And
5: I turned around, I'm like, alright, this dude's not going down, like, most yeah. of them just go down and disappear, and they don't, you know, I don't even think about them, because I don't see
4: them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they're all looking up at you. But, yeah, you know, right like, under. Then, then
5: they got a fight. They've been be ready for a fight, <laughs> you know? But uh, what's your funny story with, with, with a customer, Kyle? Probably
8: funny what? story with a customer, uh... Man, I don't know if it's appropriate for for Ike Live. Oh, this is know. Ike Live. Anything's, anything's appropriate. Yeah. Mike's already said the F word like there's ten times. But I mean, I mean, in today's world, everybody's just so offended so easily. Uh, I just, I don't, this don't know. To be good. Go ahead. As it's long fine. as you don't so, talk about
3: <laughs> politics or religion, we're okay.
8: Right. We're
1: race. No. Okay.
8: So away from politics. Stay away from religion. Gotcha. So I had three Russian guys <laughs> uh, that have put me six or seven times now, but this was the first time. And uh, we get out to a place, they're all shiner fishing, they're all spinning rods. You cast for them, all they want to do is set the hook and reel them in. Uh, I mean, I, I get everywhere from guys that, that have fish their whole life with, art, with artificial and guys that just want to sit back and reel them in like they do. Um, it, was, it got pretty uncomfortable midday. I mean, they, they were this was the second day in they were they were catching a lot of fish the first day second day started out great and about middays the cold front starts coming through and the fish stopped biting and then they you know the whole day they, they didn't really speak english there was only one guy that could kind of translate and the only thing he could say to me when we pulled up to a place and did get a bite within five or six minutes was this is a shit spot. This is shit. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the whole thing like, got uncomfortable. I had them for three or four days in a row. Oh god! And uh, they, they they didn't uh, they didn't exactly I don't know they, their delivery wasn't very good. I guess. Nah, they <laughs> no, they're, they're, they, they have no soul. They, did, so.
0: <laughs> they have no soul. It was no. funny
8: to tell to people, but it, it wasn't funny at the time.
1: This is number one shit spot. Uh, (laughs) This is shit. Yeah. This
8: is where we caught 57 yesterday in two hours. Like, give me a break.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Freezing cold
8: cold in Florida.
4: Shit. Uh, This shit. I've I've had those kind of customers. How how does Okeechobee handle all the fishing pressure? Harney Pond Canal on a Monday, a Tuesday in the middle of the week. You have to wait in line to launch your boat. Mm. Mm. That's I'm, where you're sending me with the kayak? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how how that lake handles the <laughs> pressure, like it's amazing. You're gonna have to pedal really <laughs> fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to
8: me, it, it's not it's not as uh, you know, it's not as fish as other lakes are year round. Like we get five or six months of really hard fishing, and then for five or six months, it's you know, there's not very many people other than the local guys out right. there fishing the same places. I guess that's true. So uh, the bad part about Okeechobee is that fish is small. You know, the whole lake is, is not in play for the most part. But uh it, it handles it because it's just got – I talked to a biologist here, and he said that if everybody that came down during the winter – Kept their, their limit of bass every day for five years. It would do nothing to the population.
0: In the lake. <laughs> that's wow. awesome. Absolutely nothing. Wow. So that's it, incredible. Yeah.
5: Well, that sounds like chamber of commerce propaganda. It might be
0: propaganda. <laughs> there, might you be. Now, there you I, go. Now I, I do well, want to know what's the yes. what's the current situation with Lake Okeechobee though? Because I've heard I've heard some stuff. I've heard some stuff. It's it's low right now. I know the the big. You had the algae thing going on. And yeah, they red-tied
8: the, it the whole neighborhood.
0: Yeah. What's going on with the with the lake right now?
8: So a lot of that was about two years ago now. But uh, the lake's back up. It was low for a short period of time, which uh, after Hurricane Irma, a lot of the hydrilla, if you remember last time you guys were at Lake Okeechobee, Harney Pond area from, from the island on the outside all the way back to the ramp was hydrilla. Yeah. Eel, gas, hydrilla, all that has been gone for a little bit, of, for a little bit over two years now. Um, and it hasn't grown back due to muddy water, high water. So this summer was the first time they let it get back down to under 11 feet. Um, what bothers me is a lot of that stuff didn't grow back. A lot of that mm. stuff is still gone and now it's back up to 13 and a half feet. We're about to go back in the rainy season, Mike. It's it's gonna get you know, we're in the middle of hurricane season. It takes one hurricane, one yeah. tropical storm, we're back at two, three feet higher. Right. Uh when that happens, huh. that stuff doesn't grow back. So as far as the submergent grasses, the hydrilla, the eel grass, the pepper grass, it's at like an all time low. But as far as weights to win tournaments, it's still you know, you're talking June, July, August, thirty pound bags to win each tournament. Like wow. it's still
0: Okeechobee.
8: Wow You just have
4: to fish it different. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I heard I heard that they were spraying a lot. A person I talked to recently said they left Okeechobee because they keep spraying it and killing the grass. Is that going on down there?
8: Yeah, so they've sprayed Okeechobee and Kissimmee and Toho. They sprayed all the lakes. I mean, St. Johns River. Uh, they spray them all. They've always they've sprayed them as far as I can remember. Uh, you know, I was born in '92 but I mean, they've sprayed them for a long time. They've sprayed them, uh, to manage the things the, the the aquatic vegetation that they say is invasive. But, uh, the problem that we have as fishermen is, is the way that they manage it. You know, how much they spray it. If they make one pass on this stuff, it's dead. Why do you have to make 20 passes? So, uh, the misconception is, a lot of the submergent vegetations, like we talked about, the hydrilla, the peppergrass, the eelgrass has been gone because of the hurricanes and the high water. Um, you know, people are now starting to blame that on spraying, which is not necessarily the case. So you have, just like in politics, which we're not supposed to talk about, people on both sides that are arguing over something that that doesn't actually add up. You know, we have a problem, yes. We have Things that are adding to it, the spraying does not help, but it's not the primary source of the problem.
0: Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Kyle, before we let you go, this is Ike Live, and we have a little game we're going to play with you before we let you go. It's the
2: Ike Live Rapid Fire! Rapid Fire!
0: <laughs> for Kyle today. yeah There it goes. Now does you know the rules. or Kilos. That's right. That's not the question, but you know the rules. (laughs) This is the Ike Live Show, so you have to answer these questions honestly. You have to be honest when you answer answer these questions. Here they go. You got six questions, and if you get uh, what is it, Pete? Uh, 80% of them right. Is that what it is? Was it 75 or 80%? Uh, It changes every show. Changes. If you you get even one right, (laughs) you need to get 80% right, Kyle, to win this game. Okay. How many questions are you asked? Six questions. Question can
8: I win that sweet Kevin Van Dam cutout behind you.
0: That's right. Where is it? Can he have is it? That? you can have it? You can
8: have it. It was behind someone earlier. Oh, it's behind Becky.
0: It. We'll send you uh,
3: that. Yeah, you can have Kevin. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll send version. you
0: Kevin. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> Question 1. Swim jig or chatterbait?
4: Chatterbait. Chatterbait. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chatterbait. That is correct. Okay.
0: Vienna sausages or beanie weenies? Beanie weenies. Dave? Oh, he's correct. That is correct! Oh,
4: oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I grew up eating both. Beanie weenies. I
2: don't
4: know either one of them. What's a beanie
3: weenie?
4: Vienna sausage? Are Does they saying off of Vienna? No, they're not. They're different.
6: Uh, Vienna Beanie weenies are Vienna sausages with beans.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, the that's the difference.
3: We, Mike's never had one of those.
0: That's right. Okay. Question three. More soul. Is it true? If you were not a professional bass angler, you would have been an Olympic swimmer. Not true. Dave, false. Uh, that's probably true.
2: <laughs> that's true.
0: You are incorrect on that one. You would have been an Olympic swimmer. Is that the Michael Phelps joke? Are we going there? <laughs> yeah. How'd you know?
8: It's the <laughs> eaters, right? How'd you swim so fast with these things?
2: Yeah. Come on. All right.
0: Got that one wrong. That's all right. We still have We have more left. You're still okay.
2: I like how you can get your own answer,
4: your answer wrong. wrong. It's it's up to us, man. <laughs> right. We're the arbiters. <laughs> Question number four.
0: How is Okeechobee correctly pronounced? Okachoby or Okochobi? Neither. Dave? Uh, incorrect.
6: Incorrect <laughs> How is how is the big O pronounced? How is the big O pronounced? What do you mean? Okeechobee. Correct. Okeechobee. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why does Scott Martin say, oh, Koo Because he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is correct. That, that is correct. <laughs> that's an overriding that's, point. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, bonus uh, points. That's bonus. And over, <laughs> uh, it was overriding. <laughs> that's for credit. That,
1: that was the point of the whole thing, I believe. Okay.
0: I
8: always made fun of the way he said it. I was like,
0: why is he doing that with his mouth? <laughs> 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 All right. Speaking of Scott Martin, Uh-oh. question number five. Oh, jeez. What does Scott Martin's hair smell like? <laughs> <laughs> Is it multiple choice? What does Scott Martin's hair smell like? Depending on what year range you're referring to. Oh. Okay. Well, give us one. The modern-day Scott Martin's hair?
8: Yeah. Probably smells like a mix between Pantene Pro-V and UV tightline bait. Dave, I think that one's right. Correct. That is
0: correct. <laughs> yeah.
8: Pantene and UV.
5: I would have thrown in Martin. Tightline. I was the thinking like Aquanet with... and Fresh Money. You know what I mean.
1: Fresh <laughs> Money. Yeah.
5: yeah, Fresh Money smells. <laughs> what? What?
4: Now, what? He's sound asleep in bed right now. <laughs> what? What did the old school Scott Martin hair smell oh, like? that's a good question. Gambler Bates, man. Oh, Garth, gambler bang. The
8: gambler stink. Yeah, he put, he put bang right plus. in it. And
6: per plus. plus. I was thinking per like plus. Matt old, in Wisconsin old, said it like, like self tanner and coconuts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <No>. Coconut <laughs> All
6: right, uh, this is an important question, Kyle.
0: For the win, you need to get this one right, and this is a true or false question.
1: I got one wrong. Don't worry about it. Here it goes.
4: (laughs) We're not good at math. Here it goes. This is a true or false.
0: A young Kyle Monty would fish Lake Okeechobee shirtless so as to appear a schlep to would-be spot suckers. Let me repeat. A young Kyle Monty would fish Lake Okeechobee (laughs) Okeechobee oh, <laughs> completely shirtless so as to appear a schlep to would-be spot suckers. True.
2: Yes! Yes! yes. yes. That's correct! Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Kyle, you just won the Ike Live Rapid Fire. You're going to be getting a signed bearded Kevin Van Damme cutout. Uh, yes! Wow. You know what? Wow. I
8: Next week.
0: <laughs>
5: I feel like up our way it would take like a Klingon cloaking device to hide from the five alive spot suckers. You know yeah. what I mean? That shirtless uh-huh. thing wouldn't even work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Klingon cloaking>. <laughs> <laughs>
8: I don't, wow. I don't really understand why. Came like, out and I got two power poles on my boat, and I, I was sitting out there, and a, a group of guys went by, and they said... Hey, that guy's got two power poles and slowed <laughs> down and turned around and started flipping the reeds right in front of me.
0: Oh
4: man, that's yeah. terrible! Like two
8: power poles was a big
4: deal. That's terrible. So if you go shirtless, you appear like a schlep. Yeah, that you're a schlep. Fishing. Yeah, you're shirtless. I was in a pretty schleppy boat,
8: so it added to it. Yeah. The boat was pretty pretty rough. It wow. was a it was like a 1998 Ranger. Undercover
1: or
0: brother.
6: 80. Undercover Undercover brother. Pete's Undercover going shirtless <laughs>
0: tomorrow.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Don't put blue the, power poles on a white boat. Yes. Pete's <laughs> gone
0: shirtless the rest of his That's life. That's right. Oh. Uh, Kyle, it was uh, <laughs> it was awesome having you on the show. Uh, it, it awesome, awesome time. And I, let me listen. I have a feeling next year you're going to smash them. Momentum is a good thing, dude. Huge Ending thing. Ending that year with that event for you is going to be a good thing. There's people watching right now that want to follow you. Give them a little little tidbit. Where can they follow you on social media? How can they keep up with you? It begins
8: with Captain. It (laughs) begins with Captain on Instagram, Captain Kyle Monty, and then on Facebook it's Kyle Monty Fishing. Uh, Twitter, I'm just now getting started on it. Uh, It's Fisherman Monty, but for me Twitter is still kind of a thing of – I have no idea what the heck's going on with Twitter. (laughs) I don't even know why people watch Twitter, but but this has
4: been great, man. When's the last time you made a tweet? Uh, nineteen sixty. Oh, 1960. yeah, I'm right
8: there with you, Pete.
4: <laughs> Kyle, I, I appreciate coming on. Or you, or you can on. go over thebashuniversity. dot com, and you can go out and you can learn from Kyle. That's true. And do an on water training, on trip. the water training. Yes.
0: That's what you need. That's the deal. Hey,
4: and it's not just shallow water; it's deep
8: water too. You just got to uh, you got to be from the the right state at the right time. For me to
0: show you this stuff because it's gold. That's awesome. Well, Kyle, we appreciate Thanks. you coming on the show. Thank Thanks you very Kyle. much, Kyle Monte, everybody. Captain good, Kyle, good luck, buddy. Captain Corelli. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Uh, look, we, it's funny. Beck was before Beck came on the couch. We were having this big conversation on how it's uh, not politically correct anymore to wear that. <laughs> The yeah. Indian headdress. Oh, and gosh. Beck puts it right total, on.
5: Total <laughs> cultural appropriation, yeah. man. You entitled
0: Typical back Your white privilege <laughs> oozing all over yeah. the couch. Don't you remember Seth was on that show and had that on the whole show? And we caught so much shit for it? Uh, Did
1: I we think really? It was like oh, that one, yeah.
0: That was one whiny. I'm just saying. It. All right, whatever. Uh,
3: that I, was love, a- I love a good looks, looks good. And yeah, I have an obsession with feathers.
0: I know. Well, it looks good on you.
3: Well, hopefully that person's not a fan anymore. Okay. Be-
5: Becky's responsible for like twelve peacock deaths a year. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> what do you see her purses? Oh, I know. Yeah, she got... You see her purses? Yeah, yeah. she got alligator. Yeah, and... a little, yeah, little lined with cougar gut. Yeah, a snake. Poor <laughs> things. Uh, Pete, that was an awesome interview. Great to catch up with Kyle. Uh, young guy on tour, guiding, supplementing with yeah. guiding. It's a great. That's a great deal. He, he's going to be okay. I got a good feeling about it. Uh, listen, hang in there. When we come back, we've got one last segment. And this is going to be a great segment. We've got Rue. What's the official Rue name? Rue the Bass oh, Dog. Rue the Bass Dog joining us. I don't know how that's going to go. And also, we're going to be giving away some prizes here, Pete. Reminiscing. We've got the, uh, reminiscing. We've got the little Ike Live gift bag we're going to be giving away. Some and calls. we're going to open up the phone lines one last time in the old studio. Hang in there. When we come back...
9: More Ike Life. Like, you good, man? You know, we're doing a video right now, right? I'm about to go down there and tackle that dude. Hey! Hey the official world. What's shaking fat cat dude and coming at you? Listen, let's talk about something very important. And I'm not talking about Jack and John's Ripping Lips, 2455 and Big Belly Kelly out of a brush pile. I found Primalurge Foods. Ladies and gentlemen, what Primalurge Foods is, it is a monthly meat stick box month every month you get a box of meat sticks to your door retail is probably i don't know 30 40 dollars 14.95 a month now you can pick many different varieties you can pick a surprise box you get a little bit of this you get a little bit of that you get some 24.85 and four. no we don't like antibiotics no antibiotics and these right here completely completely eagle free now the gas stations b6 you buy probably have eagle in them, they have rhinoceros in them, but we are Americans, America, we're not eating bald eagles in our meat sticks, guaranteed none of these meat sticks have bald eagle in them, that's the number one reason to buy these meat sticks, you want to get granddaddy a gift, hey, I, uh, you're dating a girl, ooh, she's fine, there's muscadine wine, and you want a woman for her, to, you're like, sure. i tell like, I'm getting excited talking about women, uh, I forget. What, I forget what it's. 14 dollars 14.95 a month. Monthly meat box subscription. It could be called a uh, bombs, bombs, box of meat sticks. Ha 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 Just do like I do, and every month the box shows up, and I don't know what's going to be in it, but they're all delicious. The meat right there. That is, I, I tell you what, that's something good right there. It's Girthy. It's Fat Cat Newton Prime lurch Foods. Please, Ike Live is the code, guys. Ike Live. Ike. Live is the code, okay? Prime Lutz Foods. Ike Live is the code. It gets you five dollars off a box, okay?
7: Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bam a bug. Finesse jig. PB and J. Give me something hard. Hey, DVD D here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three out no four out EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then, I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now, I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016. Featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals. <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Is he in my pocket?
0: Hey everybody, Mike Aginelli here. I love fishing this time of the year. It's cold, it's winter, it's snowing, but if you want to prevent the buildup of ice, use real snot. Every time I'm fishing this time of the year, I put a couple squirts on all my guides, especially the tip, before I start casting. Oh goodness, no. Try that tip. When you're fishing under these cold conditions, and you're going to catch more fish. See you later.
9: There's a special
7: place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. repeat you work hard to catch your fish th marine has two products to ensure your fish survive the oxygenator injects one hundred percent pure oxygen into your live well that increases fish survival by thirty five percent for the perfect combo add g-juice live well treatment it calms fish stops bleeding removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an oxygenator and G-Juice, and keep your fish alive.